Welcome back to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I am joined by grad student on the Boston College women's lacrosse team, Ryan Smith. Ryan was on the ACC All-Academic team and was second on the team with a career-high 90 draw controls this past season. Ryan also helped the Eagles to an ACC championship this past season and was also a part of the 2021 Eagles team that won the national championship against Syracuse. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and how's everything going? Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Um, I'm finally back at BC, so excited to kind of get back into the lacrosse mindset and get it kicked off with um, this podcast. Well, how was your summer this year and uh, did you do anything fun, whether it was lacrosse related or not? Yeah, my summer is great. Um, definitely not long enough, but I'm sad it's coming to an end. Um, I did a lot. I actually went down. I watched a bunch of the AU lacrosse games, which is pretty cool um, to kind of keep watching lacrosse throughout the summer, not in the spring season. Um, but yeah, just training, um, training kids, training myself to kind of get back into it. But yeah, it was super relaxing, um, but excited to be back. That's good. That's good. Where did they hold those um, AU lacrosse games? Because I, I saw some of the highlights and it looked like it was in the same place um, the entire time I was running this summer. Yeah, it's down at the um, U.S. Lacrosse headquarters. So we actually have a fall ball tournament scheduled there. So I think we're going to go down and play Navy um, this coming fall, which will be cool. Now, in regards to your training, what are some things that you've sort of worked on to get ready for fall ball? And uh, yeah, just talk about sort of some of the things you want to sort of tweak in your game uh, for your final year with BC. Yeah, definitely. Um, our strength coach does an awesome job getting us ready um, with a run and lifting packet. And I think that's something that's really awesome about what he does is kind of build us up um, to peak perfectly in February. So we don't really come in at a 10 this fall. We'll hopefully come in at like a four or five. And then once we're all back together, kind of gradually build up and get ready for the season. Also, it's really helpful um, preventing injury wise so that we kind of are building up in a really nice way to hit the ground running when we get back for preseason. But um, specifically for me, I've been working a lot on my dodging and accelerating um, and my speed work, which has been great. Also some draws, um, super helpful. My sister is also a center and takes the draw. So it's really nice to have someone um, at home too, who I can get reps on and try to learn from. Well, this is the draw control podcast. So <laughs> ask like, uh, what are some of the things you work on to get better in the circle? You don't have to give away all your strategies. Yeah. I don't want to reveal any secrets to your opponents, but if there's sort of some insight you can give, I'd love to hear it. Definitely. Um, I work a lot on hand speed and also um, actual like strategic techniques. So like working on digging and just actually having someone take it against me and working on like really fine tuning um, the most specific things I can to actually put it all together once I get back with my team and we can be more strategic um, with the three people on the circle rather than just me. Now, I'm not sure what the NCAA rules are like, but when does your team like officially start practicing and what are some things you guys do as a team to get ready for the upcoming season? Yeah, totally. Um, we get back, I think September 11th, that week will be our first week and we slowly build into um, eight hour weeks. So we'll only practice three days a week and kind of keep the practices nice and short. We'll start with like stick work um, and a lot of less contact sort of things. And then over the weeks, we'll slowly, slowly, slowly build up. And by the end, we'll be doing full scrimmages against other teams. So same way with our um, running packet, it kind of builds up to get us um, ready to go in a really healthy way. Now, it's pretty hard to believe, but you're a grad student uh, this year. So what yeah. type of leadership do you want to bring to the team? And would you consider yourself more of a vocal leader or a lead by example type of player? 
Yeah, it's crazy. I cannot believe that I'm actually graduated and coming back for another year. Um, but I've been lucky enough, I think, that every single year when I was a sophomore, junior, and senior, um, there was always grad students here at BC, which I think was very special and definitely a positive from COVID was that there wasn't only a senior class of leaders, there was also graduate students. Um, so I think that that element definitely adds um, to the team's leadership overall. And I think that there's so much more experience um, that's been had over the years. And I think especially this year, I learned so much um, in terms of being captain and, and learning from the captains that I was with who have done it for two or three years. Um, so I'm really excited to bring that to the team this year and kind of show them everything I learned um, and everything else that I want to implement. Now, BC announced that there will be three transfers on the team this upcoming season. Obviously, there's going to be a big freshman class, like always. Have you had the chance to meet any of your new teammates? And what's sort of that connection trying to build? How do you sort of try to connect them to the with the returning players as well? Yeah, I think that um, BC does a really good job, I think, personally, like bringing in new people, but also understanding that every single year is going to be different. So even if there were no transfers, there's still going to be incomings and people are going to graduate. So like every single year we see as a new year and it doesn't have anything to do with last year. So while we kind of do take pride and honor in being a part of the BC lacrosse program and the history, um, and we actually just consider ourselves a brand new team. And we're the 35 people who get to represent all of Boston lacrosse for Boston College lacrosse just for this year. So I think that we do a really good job welcoming people in and also embracing that this is our new team and that the past is in the past. And we have so much more we want to accomplish this year with this team. Now, what are your team's goals and expectations uh, for the upcoming season? I think our definite goal um, this year is a national championship. And I think that um, we set a national championship and an ACC championship goal. And we will not move the bar because we think that's what we're capable of. So we're setting it as high as possible because we do think that we are capable of that excellence. And last year we set both of those goals in mind and we did um, achieve the ACC, which was incredible. And I think that it did show how much and how hard we have worked so long year after year for the ICC championship. And I do think that it's only moving the bar um, for all the teams to come because we think that we can definitely eventually um, win both. So I now want to transition, sort of talk about the beginning of your lacrosse career and then sort of go back down memory lane with BC and sort of relive some of those good moments that you've had so far. Uh, so doing research on yourself, it says that you're from Port Chester, New York. Talk about growing up there and how did you start playing uh, lacrosse? Yeah, I'm from Port Chester, New York. Um, so it's like about 35 minutes outside the city. So not quite on Long Island, not upstate, but kind of that New York place that people don't really really know about for lacrosse. Um, I started playing lacrosse when I was five years old and that was just kind of with my town league. My mom actually ran um, our youth lacrosse program. So it was my coach all the way through. And my sister's one year younger than me. So we kind of did everything um, lacrosse wise and then soccer, basketball to every other sport kind of um, together. So yeah, I was just super into sports growing up, um, but lacrosse was definitely my favorite. And I knew from such an early age that it was the one that I definitely wanted to stick with and pursue in college. Um, but yeah, growing up, I, I really just lacrosse was my favorite, but I did play every other sport. Um, but I was really lucky enough to be in a town where, um, we had great teams, which was really, really helpful. And it made me just kind of want to get better and keep playing on more teams. So if I was playing on a town team, I also wanted to play on a club team and I wanted to go try out and do summer camps and I want to kind of, um, branch out and do even more. So I'm, I'm super grateful for the way I grew up um, around sports like that. Now, growing up, like who did you have like any favorite players or teams that you admired and watched a lot um, as a kid or as a young adult? Mm -hmm. I remember I remember watching all college across. Like I think once I hit like fifth grade and kind of became obsessed with it, it's, it I watched all all the final fours, everything like that. Um, but both my parents actually went to B.C. 
and my dad played at BC. So I've kind of only really known um, Boston College since I was little. So I feel like I've watched the program with my own eyes develop over time. And I remember all the greats, Sarah Manley, um, Michaela Ricks, Covey Stanwyck, all of them, like literally since I was young. And now to be able to actually be able to play at BC is like a dream come true. Now, you, like you mentioned, you sort of grew up in a lacrosse family as your father is a BC alum and your sister currently plays uh, for UPenn. So what's it like sort of having a younger sister who also plays college lacrosse? And what's your relationship like? And how do you think she's helped you in your lacrosse career? Oh, my gosh. My sister, specifically in lacrosse, I think is like one of the reasons why I truly love it so much and why it is one of my like favorite things in my life um, is because of, I was able to do it with her our whole lives. And we played in high school um, together all the way through. And then she decided she was going to go to UPenn and I was going to go to BC. And I was kind of heartbroken because I would, one of my favorite things was playing with her and doing it all together. But I do think it was such an amazing um, decision for her. She's had an amazing experience there and I've had an amazing experience here at BC. And I think it's helped us grow a lot too. I think that one of the best things about college sports is that like each program and each team has their own way of doing it and their own culture and their own everything. Um, so I love calling her up and being like, this is what we're thinking. Like, what, what are you guys doing? Or she's also was chosen to be a captain for a team this year. So her calling me and saying like, do you have any advice for this? So I think it, it definitely, I mean, we actually played each other last year, which was crazy um, in the NCAA tournament. Um, so that was definitely tough, definitely tough for the family. Um, but it's really cool. I, I'm really grateful that we get to do this special thing together. And it, it's crazy that it's already coming to an end so soon. But yeah, I'm super grateful. And I know um, I know she feels the same way because we both we both express it a lot to each other. I assume there wasn't any phone calls before that game. That None. You, definitely no contact. Secret, <laughs> now, before college, you played for your high school at Sacred Heart Greenwich. Uh, talk about your high school lacrosse experience there and sort of what you took away from that, because you have had a lot of individual and team success with that program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had an amazing experience at Sacred Heart um, for all sports, but specifically lacrosse. I had an amazing time. It was cool that we got to play in the um, prep school division. So not only did we play, play um, high schools around us, but we would travel two hours and go play Loomis and Lawrenceville. So we were able to kind of go far and travel far and kind of go find the best competition, which is something I'm really grateful for because I think that it, we were able to develop um, as players in high school a lot, which I feel like you, you're so lucky if you can start learning at that age. Um, and kind of be prepared for college. But I had amazing high school coaches too. Uh, I had a bunch throughout the years come in and I think every single one impacted me in such an amazing way. But Sacred Heart, um, yeah, it's a special program and it's cool now. My sister, my youngest sister is actually a sophomore and playing on the team now. So it's really cool, especially to see her um, starting to love lacrosse like my sister and I do. Yeah. What's like the best memory you have from your high school lacrosse days? Oh my gosh, so many. But I would say specifically um Greenwich Academy was our was our big rival and beating them in overtime, which was awesome. Um, very special. Now you also played for the Snipers Elite Lacrosse team for your club lacrosse days. So talk about how your club lacrosse experience helped prepare you for college lacrosse with Boston College. Definitely. I had an amazing, amazing, amazing club lacrosse experience. I actually started playing for snipers. Um when I was in sixth grade. So I was one of like the first teams as the um, program was coming up and just to be able to witness what they've created, Michelle Mason, Kat Conway, all of them. um, They've done such an amazing job. They helped me fall in love with the sport and also um, really guided me in choosing what I wanted to do next with the sport, which also was very helpful. Um, But yeah, I credit almost everything I have in the lacrosse world to them. They really um, started my career and I owe everything I have to them. Now talk about your recruiting process with Boston College and what made you want to go there versus other schools you might have looked at. 
Yeah. My, it's crazy. The recruiting rule has changed so much. So it's funny, like telling these stories to people who are um, going through the process now. And even my sister who was a year younger than me, she experienced it, um, how it is now, like your junior year. So I was, I think 14, I was a freshman in high school. That's before I even played a varsity sport, um, was touring and I came right to BC and it was the first place I went. My mom and I went on a tour and I talked to Acacia and Jen and I was like, this is it. This is the only place I want to go. And my mom was like, you have to go and see other schools and at least just try one other school. And I was like, no, there's nothing else I want to do <laughs> besides come to BC. And I think it was a lot, it had a lot to do everything with the coaches because obviously they're um, so incredible, but also the girls were so much older than me at that point, but just so welcoming and wanted you to know everything about the school and really just like showed exactly what Boston College is all about. And I just fell in love with the school right away and knew I wanted to do it. And then obviously fast forward a few years as a freshman, what was like sort of the biggest adjustment you had to make to college lacrosse? Oh my gosh. It was, I remember my head was spinning in like the best way ever. I remember I, Sam Apuzo was the grad assistant coach um, and she had like five of us come do draws with her at like 7am super early in the morning in the fall. And I remember calling my mom and being like, this is the greatest place of all time. I get to do draws with Sam Apuzo every morning and then get ready for practice with like some of the best players in the country. And I, I remember being like pinched, trying to pinch myself the whole entire fall because I didn't believe that this was like finally happening to me. Now you scored your first uh, collegiate goal um, during your freshman year against Hofstra. I want to ask if what was that game like uh, from your memory and talk about that goal and sort of what it meant to you that season. Yeah, I actually remember very vividly that game because it was the last one we played before the season was cut short. So I remember, um, right before the huddle, we actually just found out that school was canceled and their captains were kind of talking everyone down, but I remember them saying, it's okay. Lacrosse is going to go on. And it's so funny to look back and think about how like crazy we were that we thought lacrosse could keep being played, but school would be canceled. And I think that just goes to show how we, it's such like a magical thing for us all. And it's such a special thing to get to do with our teammates. And we thought like that was going to be preserved over everything. And I think that's just, um, I don't know. It's a funny story that I think of um, looking back on the pandemic and how it kind of affected our lacrosse careers. What was that goal like from you? Do, like, I'm just curious, uh, do, like, just talk about how you scored it and sort of. Yeah, I think it was an eight. I'm pretty sure it was an eight meter. Um, I'm not totally sure. I have this picture of Kara Urbank celebrating with me and it's um, <laughs> of my bet. It's one of my favorite pictures. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to look back on COVID and just how weird that that whole mm -hmm. year was. It feels like it's such a long time ago, but like. I know. Awesome. It wasn't that long ago. It's I just crazy. remember being in high school and some professors like, yeah, it's not that bad. You know, we'll be back in like two weeks. And right. honestly, he was completely wrong about that. And everyone's life's changed. But exactly. yeah, it's crazy to look back on that whole that whole time period. And I know it's crazy. Now, during your freshman season, obviously, like you mentioned, after that Hofstra game, your season got cut short due to the pandemic. Um, how did you sort of handle that challenge of having your first year get cut short, but also sort of preparing and staying in shape with so many restrictions and uncertainty uh, yeah. for the following year? It was really sad. I think obviously for the seniors that uh, it broke our hearts. And then we um, finally found out that we were getting that year of eligibility. And I think that kind of put a little bit of hope back into everyone. Um, but it was definitely weird for us as freshmen because we didn't really know what the spring was like. We actually went out to one away trip. We didn't know what ACC uh, tournaments were like. We didn't know anything. So it kind of made that next year, that sophomore year for us, feel almost like it was brand new too. So I think that um, it definitely hurt us in terms of having experience because I think that a lot of the younger girls 
it was this is all new for them um but it definitely I think instilled like some sort of hunger um for everyone coming back in the fall because I remember coming back that fall and our team was like a different team than we were um that spring so I think that was definitely an upside to it just when you have something taken from you just coming back and wanting it even more and obviously during your sophomore year, your team won the national championship. Was there any point during the season where you sort of realized your team was capable of being a national championship team? Yeah. So coming back that fall, um, I went everyone. I thought we we were, I knew right away that we were capable of something like that. And I actually tore my ACL that October coming back. So I was out for the whole fall and the whole spring. So I think I definitely um, was able to see that team in a different perspective. So I wasn't kind of immersed on the field seeing that team but I think even in a better way I was able to see them from the sideline and kind of see the joy and passion that team had um and I think definitely through the pandemic we were still experiencing on school at school um we were still experiencing a bunch of COVID restrictions and we weren't able to see our families as much and we were um then we went to a hotel all these kind of different um barriers we were facing because of COVID but I think that it only made that team grow stronger and I do think that is why that team was able to be so successful is because we were one of the most tight-knit um teams I've ever been on yeah and obviously even though you didn't play any games you were still a part of that team like you mentioned so what was it like sort of being a part of that team and just talk about the experience of going on that tournament run and winning the national championship and obviously it's been two years now since you've won it so what does that championship mean to you uh, today while you're talking to me that championship I think it means everything to us it's crazy we've talked about it that this year um only the seniors know what it's like to win one. And I think that's something that we try to talk about as much as possible. Last year, we tried to talk about um, what it's like losing and trying to get the freshmen acclimated into like these deep feelings and these deep passions that can either push you in one way or make you feel the loss. And I think that talking about it as much as possible is important for our culture because we want everyone to understand that that is our goal and we are going to do everything we can to become the team that is the last one standing. Um, But yeah, I think that I've learned a lot, especially from that year that we did win and that so much of success is based upon relationships. And yes, on the, all the, on the field, logistics and tactics, all that matters so much. And you need to want to be able to do that. But if your relationships aren't the foundation of what's happening underneath, then I don't think you can be successful. So I think that we definitely have taken that, um, into our culture and we always rely back on that, um, one experience we have of winning that, winning that year. Do you ever look back on that team and just realize how loaded you guys were with Charlotte North, Jen, uh, Jillian Riley, like just how crazy, how just how much experience and talent that that team had? It was insane. I go back and I watch, they did a um, ESPN, like short little documentary on it. And I, I watch it all the time. And I just still can't believe I was even able to be on that team because it's, it's it was mind blowing. It was special. I've talked to a lot of players that played against Charlotte North, but you got to be teammates with her. What was it like being her teammate? Oh, she is an amazing teammate. She is just... I mean, she's everything you could ever want in a teammate, someone who always has your back and is looking out for you and um, puts the team's success and your own success over her own. Um, yeah, it, she is truly amazing. Now, from your sophomore year to your junior year, you made significant improvements to your game. What would you say was the biggest improvement you've made to your game that sort of led to the success that you've had on the field as an individual player? Yeah, I think that uh, my confidence was a huge thing. For me, um, specifically coming back from ACL, I did not feel 
um, like the player I was before. And Acacia helped me a ton with that, especially she's um, had knee surgeries herself, but also was a midfielder and kind of always really tries to understand where we're coming from um, mentally. So I think that I had like all the skills and was being taught um, by such amazing coaches, all the skills, but I wasn't able to really untap it mentally um, and kind of rise to my potential. So I think that this year specifically, um, I finally kind of just like slipped a switch um, with confidence wise. And I think that I was kind of able to be more of myself as a player. And it was, it was awesome. How do you sort of work on confidence? Cause I feel like it's such, so hard to gain confidence throughout a season, but it's very easy to lose confidence. Like one game could sort of uh, make that happen. How do you sort of try to build upon that as the season progresses? Definitely. I think that um, something special about BC too, is that I think that communication is like very important and, things like that talking through when you don't feel confident can always just only help you somehow find what's working for you. So I think that specifically Sam Apuzo helped me a ton this year, specifically with the draw, but also offensively um, just any time that I wasn't feeling confident going to her. And she's so amazing how she understands it as a player too, because she obviously is an incredible coach, but she has been in your shoes and knows exactly what it feels like to be in a rut or to not be shooting well, or to, you feel like you're messing the job. And she just kind of knows exactly what to say in the moment, but then on top of that can tell you, um, how like different strategies and ways to get yourself out of that when you are in the moment too. So she's super helpful with that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And sort of what was the recovery process like uh, after an ACL injury, sort of getting back on the field? Cause obviously that's a huge part of your body that you use a lot in lacrosse with sort of how you put so much on your knees. So I'm just curious how that sort of like worked out for you medically. Yeah, I actually had a really um, easy recovery process. I was super lucky. So I think I was cleared within like nine months. So I think that honestly was perfect. And then I was able to play that whole fall. And then coming back, I actually, that preseason going into my junior year, I got a um, stress fracture in my hip, which was completely not related, just total fluke. So I was out for like two more months. So it just kind of was all adding up. And the difference you feel when your body finally feels good and you're able to like freely play, you just are so grateful to finally be able to play the sport you love and feel good about it instead of in so much pain. So I, um, that's another thing I've added to my confidence. Like when I, my body's feeling good, I definitely feel like I'm able to play a lot better. Now let's talk about this past season. So obviously your team won the ACC championship for the first time in your career. Uh, just talk about beating UNC because obviously they're one of your biggest rivals and those are always fun games to watch as a fan. Uh, but just what did that trophy mean to you winning the ACC for the first time? Yeah, I mean, I've played UNC a handful of times now and I don't think we've only come out on top twice now. I think they're such an incredible team. And the one thing about them is that even if we do have a lead, I think in halftime we went in with like a 2-0 lead the the story was not that we were up it was that we were down by two because they're a team that is dangerous and can always come back and find a way to come back and I think we saw that against their Northwestern game um in the final four last uh last year when we lost them in the finals um but yeah they're an incredible team so I think that that win um showed us that we were ready and we were capable of setting our mind of actually achieving what we set our minds to do Talk about what it's like playing in the ACC and just the competition you face each game, because I think it's the best conference in women's college lacrosse. I know there's a lot of debate with that, but you guys obviously play North Carolina, Syracuse and Notre Dame. And um, that's only me just mentioning three teams. So yeah. uh, what's it like uh, being a part of that conference and just the top competition and players that you face each game? The ACC, I mean, it's incredible. And I think that that's such a that's such a pillar of why BC is able to compete in final four and final four and final four. It's because throughout the whole entire season, all we're doing is preparing for those big moments at the end. And there's honestly no rest week. Like every single week we come back and we get a scouting report and it's the next ACC game. And it's, I mean, it's really cool. It's special because like, I feel like our season is so long because there's no break. It's literally from February to hopefully the end of May. And we feel at the end of May that we are so prepared 
based on how tough our schedule is um, early on. Now, unfortunately, your season ended uh, in May uh, after losing to Northwestern and Izzy Skane in the national championship game. What was that game like for from your perspective and sort of what have you learned from that loss heading into this season? Yeah, that was definitely hard. I think that um, we had a couple other losses throughout the season that one thing our coaches do is they don't just really let us forget about them, which I've learned and taking into not just lacrosse, but so much of my life is like when you get knocked down and things are really hard, you don't just kind of brush it away and get over it and stand back up. It's like, you should stay and really think about why that happened and get to the bottom of it so that you can prevent it from happening again. So I think that, um, while like it's definitely important to celebrate that we made it that far and we had an incredible season. Um, I don't think we lose sight of what happened in the game and how it ended um, because you do feel that pain for a while. And you think about like every other thing that you could have done um, how you could have prepared differently. Um, but I think it does get us really excited to get back because to end on that note, and then you leave all your teammates for three months and not be able to play together. It only makes you excited to come back and figure out like, not kind of what we could have done differently, but now it's how do we be better and how do we become someone better um, who can eventually make it there again. And hopefully, I feel, like, I feel like you take more away from your losses than you do with your wins. Sometimes I don't know. It just feels that way uh, for some games, at least. I would definitely agree. I think that when I was a um, junior, the only thing, so I was a junior and I was upperclassman. And the only thing that we had known is what winning was because we didn't have a freshman year and then sophomore year we won. And then junior year, um, we, we, all we had known was winning. So it was really important. I think that our, the older girls um, who were the seniors and the grad students, they had a nice meeting with us and they were just like, you guys don't understand it yet. But um, a lot of times the winning isn't even as good. It doesn't even feel as much as the losing hurts. And I think that was really meaningful to have someone tell you that um, who's knows what it feels like to lose a national championship. Um, I don't think you really understand it until it happens, but um I think that now this year we have so much fire in us, all different ages have experienced the loss and what that kind of leaves you with um, for the rest of the summer. So I think that we're going to come back definitely ready to go. So we're now in a segment I like to call five questions that have nothing to do with sports. And the goal of the segment is to hopefully get to know you a little bit more off the field. Uh, So my first one is if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? Wow. Um, Maybe... That's a hard one. Probably Blake Lively. I love her as an actress. Yeah, I always say Ryan Reynolds just because yeah, perfect. Cool to say <laughs> that he played me in a movie and just to brag yeah. about that. So that's funny how ours are related. <laughs> what is the most underrated holiday and what is the most overrated holiday? Most overrated holiday is Halloween. I I'm just I not I'm not into it. And not that I don't love dressing up, just the actual holiday itself. I don't love. Um, most underrated. I love the Fourth of July. I think that sun beach hot dogs hamburgers yeah can't get better than that i would say thanksgiving's pretty underrated for me just because you watch football and eat food and (laughs) it gets overshadowed by both halloween and christmas i would say the most overrated is probably new year's eve just because like you're just waiting for a clock to turn midnight there's really nothing else to that (laughs) now obviously your team has a very good off the field style i think you might have the best style on the team but besides yourself who would you say has the best style on the bc women's lacrosse team oh wow um i would probably go with there's definitely a bunch um but i would say andrea reynolds i love her style i love it what music uh do you like to listen to I love Taylor Swift. Um, love Zach Ryan, new album out today. Um, yeah, I like I like everything, to be honest. Love country, love rap, love everything in between. 
Same. I'm this, I have a playlist for each genre, so whatever mood I'm in, <laughs> go to that one. So um, did you go to the Taylor Swift concert? I, know I did. I went in Chicago and it was it was life changing. I heard it's like one of the best shows like of all time. Like, I think it's pretty crazy that she can play for like three hours and like doesn't seem tired at all. She's like an Olympic athlete. It's it doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. Which Taylor Swift era is your favorite? Really hard because I'm loving her newest one, Midnight's. But I do think um, Speak Now is my favorite. I would say 1989. I really like that album a lot. There's a lot of good songs on that one. Uh, last non-lacrosse question is what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Most interesting thing I've read or seen this week. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good one. I'll give you mine if you. Yes. If yeah. yeah. Can I hear yours? I was just learning about um, genetics and I found out that curly hair is more do- a more dominant gene than straight hair. And wow. I just thought that was interesting because I feel like I don't see that many people with curly hair, but I guess it like curls up easily when it grows longer, which oh. I thought was interesting. That's very interesting. And I would not expect that. Very cool. so, well, let's get back to some uh, cross questions before we end this interview. So uh, from your perspective, what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse? I think um, women's lacrosse can be grown definitely just through viewership and I think as much as it can become accessible online the more eyes are going to be on it and the more people are just going to obviously love to watch it because it's an incredible sport um so I do think that just as much as it can get streamed for free I think that's definitely the key to success and then any advice you would give to younger players listening to this on what it takes to be a college player like yourself yeah I think young to younger players I think that if you love it it's you're going to find the place for you. I think that there's so much stress and pressure on the recruiting process now. Um, but if you are passionate about lacrosse and you want to do that in college, because I think there's so much you can do in college and you can take so many different paths in your life. Um, but if you are passionate about lacrosse, I think it's, it's honestly life-changing and will change your life for the rest of your time. So I think just stick with it and um, work as hard as you can because it, it does pay off and it's all worth it for sure. Now, do you have any shout outs you want to give to your family members, teammates and friends? And who should we have on the podcast next? Uh, Yeah, I'll shout out my brother because I guess I didn't talk about him because he doesn't play lacrosse in college, but he's awesome. Sean. Um, Yeah, definitely some RBC people. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. It means a lot to myself. I think you're a great player and an even better person. So I just want to let you know that. And I wish you nothing but the best uh, for the upcoming season. Thank you so much.